Welcome to Full Circle with Jerry Bryant. It's the classic Jesus music radio show. It's a look back at where it all began. This is Full Circle, looking back at the beginnings of today's contemporary Christian music. Now, Now, here's your host, Jerry Bryant. Hi, everybody. This is Jerry Bryant. Welcome to another edition of Full Circle, the classic Jesus music radio show, where I'm taking you back to where it all began. You know, it's always exciting when I have a guest on the show, and, well, I've been after this guy for quite a while, Mr. Gary Chapman. You know, Gary's done it all. Starting out as a bass player for the gospel group The Rambos in the late 70s, and then moving on to become a songwriter for other artists, as well as becoming an established musician in his own right. He produced albums for other artists, even hosted the Nashville Network's signature evening talk show called Primetime Country for three years, starting back in 1996. Do you remember this guy? Well... Not long ago, I finally sat down for a chat, and so I asked Gary what he recalled about the early days of Jesus music, and this was his reply. Full circle. Full circle. Full circle. You know, the late 70s Christian music scene in Nashville was, uh, it was a little sleepy. It was really just beginning as far as Nashville's contribution. Most of the, the early Jesus music you know, had migrated from the West. It was it was all those all those hippies in California that were putting out all that stuff. And you know, I had listened to some of that growing up. Uh, I had a love song eight track that I just wore out. Fast forward to this last year, I I, I sang uh, as as a, a tribute to them as they were inducted into the Gospel Music Hall of Fame. So life does go full circle, to use a phrase, but. Most of the music, late 70s in Nashville, was just really coming of age. It was just starting. And maybe that was just my perspective, because I was just a kid, you know. I was uh, just barely 20 years old, and uh, all I knew was I was making a living making music. And that was really all I ever wanted to do. You know, Gary has written songs for numerous Christian artists over the years including some of my favorites, Jamie Owens Collins, Brown Bannister, Kathy Tricoli, Debbie Boone, Michael W. Smith, and, of course, Amy Grant. In fact, his big break came as a result of Amy recording one of his first songs that Gary ever wrote. But let's have him let us in on the whole story. You know, I wrote My Father's Eyes uh, for myself. Uh, that was the song that I sang on stage that night with the Rambos. That, it, it, when the moment that it came out, it was from a male perspective. The verse says, I may not be every mother's dream for her little girl. What I was saying was, I may not be the perfect son-in-law. But because it was recorded by a girl, everybody thought it meant, I may not be every mother's dream for her little girl. Um, that song was really special when it happened to me because that was the first one that that gained Dottie's approval 
it was the first one that she listened to all the way through and said, yeah, okay, now you're getting there. Uh, so it's really special to me for that reason. And over the years, you know, it, it's obviously been one that, that has impacted a lot of people. With his own version of this timeless classic, looking back to 1982, Gary Chapman and Father's Eyes. I may not be every mother's dream for her little girl And my face may not grace the mind of everyone in the world But that's alright as long as I can have one wish I pray Inside my life, I want to hear them say, He's got his father's eyes, his father's eyes, eyes that find the good in things when good is not around. That find the source of help When help just can't be found Eyes full of compassion Seeing every pain Knowing what you're going through And feeling it the same My father's eyes My father's eyes My father's eyes You know, just like my father's eyes Our Father's eyes 
Chapman with Father's Eyes from his second album called Happenin'. Now, like I said, the song first appeared as the title track to Amy Grant's own sophomore album. It landed in number three in the charts on December 6th of 1979. The song also stayed in the charts for a total of 57 weeks. Gary was born in Warica, Oklahoma, the son of an Assemblies of God pastor, Terry Chapman. He grew up in DeLeon, Texas, and got started in music at an early age. So he recalled for me those formative years. I started singing uh, in church when I was three years old. My mother stood me up on a piano bench, and together we sang a song called Inside the Gate. And uh, I never stopped. I just kept doing that. I had a country band in high school, because I grew up in the middle of Texas, and that was the music. Uh, I went to an Andre Crouch concert when I was probably 16, 17 years old. And that was really the first contemporary-sounding Christian music that I'd ever heard. I, for me, I, I pretty much started at the top. You know, that was back in the, uh, the days where it was, a, it was a stage full of talented people. And it just amazed me what, what they did with, with their music and with the spirit. I, I came to Nashville to just be a musician and didn't really care what I played, honestly. Uh, I just knew that I was supposed to play music. I wound up playing with a couple of uh, Southern Gospel, uh, not, not really quartet music, but they were in that genre, the, the Rambos and uh, the Downings actually were first. If you remember the Downings, boy, you're, you're deep in the weeds there. The Downings uh, were, didn't last that long, but then I went to work with the, the Rambos, and Dottie Rambo taught me how to write songs, and that changed everything for me. Because once I really started writing down what I felt passionate about, it did come out mostly Christian. And I played my songs, and they started to get cut, and you know, the next is, uh, is, is a long, long story. If you start from about 1977, 78 in there and, and keep talking, it takes about 30 years. This is Jerry Bryant, and my special guest is Gary Chapman. In my next segment of my interview, Gary recalls what it was like starting out as a struggling young songwriter in Music City way back in the late 70s. Well, back then, you know, you had to have a record deal. Not the case these days. You know, if you can't get yourself heard these days, you need to get your head out of the sand. It's not that difficult, you know. But back then, I, I did starve to death pretty much for about a year and a half. I lived in a one-bedroom apartment with 
three other guys in Hendersonville, Tennessee. We were all, you know, musicians as well, so we would collectively come up with the rent. And when we couldn't, we would collectively hide from the landlord. But I was writing all that time and trying to get a, a publishing deal. And uh, Bob McKenzie uh, gave me my first publishing deal. He and Randy Cox, uh, back at, in the Paragon days, first time I went to see Bob, I, I took three or four of my tunes in and and played them for him. And he was very kind, but he basically said, you know, you're going to make it, but not today. And it just broke my heart because I, you know, I was pretty confident. And I went to uh, Centennial Park and got out my guitar and sat down and wrote in about five minutes a song called All I Ever Have to Be. And uh, that song has been one of one of the few Infuse a relative term. There's been there's been a good number, but the songs that that people after 30 years will still come back and say, "I you can't you can't know what that song did for me." It always amazes me, no matter how many times it happens, how God takes a, a bad what you view as a negative situation and just redeems it, just lifts it up and says, "Really, that was bad. Look at it now." And I, I just love that about him. Did you know Gary wrote that song in five minutes? And while it didn't end up being a big hit, it did end up on Amy Grant's second album called Never Alone. Taking you back to 1980, Amy Grant, All I Ever Have to Be, on Full Circle with Jerry Bryant. And coming up, Gary recalls two friends from Memphis that played a very important role in his life. When the weight of all my dreams Is resting heavy on my head And the thoughtful words of help and hope Have all been nicely said But I'm still hurting Wondering if I'll ever Gently re-remind me That you've made me from the first And the more I try to be the best The more I get the worst And I realize the good in me Is only there because of who would be a step out of your plan as you daily recreate me help me always keep in mind that I only have to do what I can find and all I ever have to be all I have to be all I ever What you've made in me. 
Hey, this is Eddie DeGarmo. And I'm Dana Keith from the DeGarmo and Keith Band. And you're listening to Full Circle with our pal, Jerry Bryant. Welcome back to Full Circle, where I've been speaking with singer-songwriter Gary Chapman, who penned the song we just heard from Amy Grant. Now, a year after Amy recorded that track, Lamb & Lion Records offered Gary a recording contract. The label was founded by 50s musical icon Pat Boone in the early 70s, and one of the bands on the label roster was The Garmo and Key, and Gary told me about working with Eddie and Dana on his first two albums. Well, Eddie DeGarmo and Dana Key from DeGarmo and Key produced my first two records, and it was such a great experience. Those guys were, they were so much fun. They were just crazy. They were just absolute idiots. And uh, we would spend as much time wrestling as we would uh, playing music in the studio. Seriously. They were just like teenagers. They were just ridiculous rough housing crazy people and i loved that it was it was really fun you know they're rockers and that was one of the, that was the reason that that uh, mike blanton put me with them in the first place was to to give me a little more edge because you know at the time i was i was ballad heavy i've, I've kind of cycled back that way to some degree now but um i love to write up tempo stuff but but i couldn't record it very well at the time and so he stuck me with them and it was like I said. It was just a, we just roared in the studio most of the time. We were just having fun, but recording this song, it, it actually affected them. You know, you could, you could. I remember you could you could sort of tell. Oh my gosh, that, that they're actually impacted by this heartfelt, pure, simple commitment to God song. You know, it got quiet for a while, which was which was interesting. And that simple little ballad turned out to be the title track of Gary's 1981 debut record. So, here's Gary Chapman, Sincerely Yours. And, coming up, a song that was recorded live on April 26, 1982, right here in Nashville at the Tennessee Performing Arts Center. make me feel better if I see myself here written in a line as I close I see a phrase I took for granted and it leaps out as I see it written there and as the truth of it begins to become planted These two words have now become my heartfelt prayer Sincerely yours Lord, I sign my life to you 
sincerely yours With a strong and honest wish To be the best that I can be at what I am Without a thought for me Lord, teach me now to be Sincerely yours Without a proud or selfish line Sincerely yours now until there is no time, please make my life become a letter you can keep and never throw away. I'll write it till the day that I become sincerely yours. Sincerely yours Sincerely yours This is Full Circle, and for those of you who have been listening to my past episodes, this is a treat if you love the songs of Gary S. Chapman, my special guest. Now, if you have missed any of the episodes that featured Gary, you can go back to my website and check out the song database for either songs that you remember or just Gary Chapman himself. When you find that episode, give a listen, and while you're there, Tag the PayPal button and send in some support for the radio show as I prepare to record the next episode. Go to www.fullcirclejesusmusic.com. That's fullcirclejesusmusic.com. Now, you might remember that back on episode 149, I played a song that my featured artist Gary Chapman wrote for Jamie Owens Collins. And on the closing track to his second album entitled Happening, Gary did his own version of this upbeat song. So, let's let Gary tell us more about this catchy little number. In fact, it's one of those songs that, after you hear it, it just seems to get stuck in your head for a while. I'm Yours is another song that I wrote during that era. You know, I recorded it myself. And to tell you the truth, it's, it got hard to sing it. Because if you really, if you just pick up that lyric and read it, you better mean it. Because what you're really doing is saying, not only am I yours, God, I'm asking you to try me now and see. I am putting myself in the fire. There was a time in my life that I didn't want to sing that song. I could sing it again now because, you know, I I warm myself by the fire. But that's a, a dangerous song to sing if you don't mean it. It's all I can give and all I say is I'm yours. 
your strength and thus become strong With that thought in mind, I reach for the prize I lift up my voice to re-emphasize that I'm yours, Lord Everything I've got, everything I am, everything I'm not I'm yours, Lord Try me now and see, see if I can Gary Chapman, I'm Yours, from the album called Happening. I'll be right back with a song Gary wrote that was recorded by T.J. Shepard, and it reached number one on the country music charts. Stay tuned. I've got lots more for you. Full Circle with Jerry Bryant. Hi, this is Gary Chapman, and you're listening to Full Circle with Jerry Bryant, the classic Jesus music radio show taking you back to where it all began. This is Jerry Bryant. I've been featuring some music and memories with singer-songwriter Gary Chapman. And of course, you just heard a song from his album, Happening. Album recorded live on April 26, 1982 at the Tennessee Performing Arts Center. It was in a time when record budgets were relatively slim. And this was an inexpensive way to make a record. You could record the live concert of all new material, and then if anything needed to be fixed, you could go into the studio later and repair any mistakes that might have been made. In fact, the live fireworks album was produced this way and continues to be one of my favorites. Now I know that many of you who are familiar with Gary's work know that he has penned numerous songs for Christian artists but he's also had several country artists record his composition as well. Most notably, in 1982, his song Finally was recorded by T.J. Shepard and reached number one on the country music charts. So, Gary gave me a little insight about the song and the inner sense he has for what songs will work and which ones won't. I knew that somebody could have a hit with Finally, even at that early age kind of had a nose for which ones will work um, it has you know it has stayed with me I kind of have a sense f- for what's going to be successful to some degree there's nobody's 100% but but I knew somebody was going to do well with it and and when I heard that he was going to cut it uh, T.G. Shepard at the time was was you know everything he put out was going number one so I, I figured that it would it would have a good life and it and it certainly did I wish my mind wouldn't argue Day apart and 
time well spent and time just thrown away Wish my heart would please make up my mind I'm wasting so much time Gotta catch a glimpse of how it's gonna be When finally I look inside your eyes and see Reflections of yourself in me The way you always said it'd be When finally I'm loving you like you love me It happened oh so easily I looked at you and it came to me Finally wheel just keeps on spinning round Playing mind games with the ground Can we stop this time or must we go again? I see you standing waiting just outside Come and get me off this ride Wanna lose myself in being there with you when finally I look inside your eyes to see Reflections of yourself in me The way you always said it'd be When finally I'm loving you like you love me It happened oh so easily I looked at you and it came to me now finally, I've looked inside your eyes to see Reflections of yourself in me The way you always said it'd be When finally, I'm loving you like you love me It happened oh so easily I looked at you and it came to me Gary Chapman, from his live album with his own version of Finally, a big country hit for T.G. Shepard. You know, someone said you really don't know what others go through unless you're walking in their moccasins. During my interview with Gary, he really opened up about his past personal struggles and pain and many stories that have been reported by the press over the years. Gary sets the record straight on many of the rumors that you might have heard in the past. Well, you know, I've had uh, 
I, I think it's easy to look at my past and and just put it all in your hand and go, there it is. It didn't work that way. I struggled with drugs early in my life. I had a cocaine problem. I was really not using as much as being the guy that always had it. I was the walking party. And um, September 2nd, 1986, I stopped, period. I have not looked at, seen, embraced, taken in, ever, one speck of that sense. I just stopped because I was about to lose my family. And there was a lot that was going on then that did not get reported. And quite frankly, I took one for the team and that's fine. I didn't have a drug problem when my divorce came along. I didn't. That just wasn't the truth. That's not what happened. That was uh, over 10 years previous. What I had was a relationship problem and I will never figure all that out. That was part of my years after the fact, just trying to figure out what I did. Uh, I made a lot of mistakes in my life, not nearly as many there toward the end as I did in the beginning. Uh, but, you know, people's hearts uh, are people's hearts, and their choices are their choices. And when my first wife came to me uh, five years before the divorce and said, I've given my, my heart to another man, I don't love you anymore, you're the worst mistake I've ever made. I fought. You kidding? I'm, I'm, a, I'm a redneck from Texas. You think some guy's going to just walk in and take my wife? Yeah, that's not going to work out for you. And I dug my heels in really, really hard and finally got to a point to where I knew, uh, I knew there was no winning. And so I, I, I gave up. After that, that's when I struggled with the anger and the bitterness and the need for justice. Uh, it was, it was a lot said about that period in my life. When it happened, I elected to say a little bit and then decided to shut up. Uh, I had three kids and didn't see the point in perpetuating the stupidity. But for those people that think that my drug use was a part of that divorce, wrong. Wake up. Adjust your history. It's just not the way it worked. Did I contribute? Absolutely. How does anybody ever get divorced without being... A participant in the pain. I'm sure I did, but um, that was not the issue. Full circle. Full circle. Full circle. On Michael W. Smith's sophomore release, two, the prolific songwriting of Gary Chapman, who co-wrote the song "The Way," revealed the struggle he was going through, like so many of us. He wrote, "There is a way that might seem right to me." a dim reflection of what's good, just an illusion of the best that I can be. I wish I always understood some way you see right through my thoughts and know my needs. Wow, that's so true. So often we find ourselves trapped or stuck in a behavior or an enslaving sin. I personally have found it to be a result of a broken self-image. What's that, you might ask? Well, it's the lack of an identity of who we really are in Jesus. Because of this ungodly belief system, many are not living in the abundant life that Jesus offers. Maybe you have a struggle, a battle that you haven't been able to win. Maybe you were raised in a Christian home, went to a church all of your life. Gary was. He was a preacher's kid, just like me. Oh, you can be sincere going to church all of your life, 
even going to a Christian school, loving God, doing Christian things. It just isn't enough. It's not enough to have that salvation experience. You know, when you prayed the prayer and you felt the tears and you felt all of that warmth inside of you, that's only the beginning. Next comes the process of sanctification, where we have to pick up our cross and deny ourselves, where we allow Jesus to become the Lord of our lives, giving him total control. And I think that's where many miss it. Holding back, even a little, can make the difference between freedom and bondage. Because he's a jealous God, and he wants all of our hearts. Even after many years in the ministry, I discovered my own brokenness in a new way, with the help of groups like Restoring the Foundation in Hendersonville, North Carolina. I finally was able to find my freedom. Maybe you'd like to have more information. Well, go to rtfi.org and check it out. That's rtfi.org. Now let's hear that song that affirms that Jesus is the way out of every place that we find ourselves stuck. Here's a way. Michael W. Smith on Full Circle with Jerry Bryant.
This is Jerry Bryant, and over the years, my special guest, Gary Chapman, recorded 10 albums and numerous Grammy and Dove Award nominations came his way. And then in 1981, he received a Dove Award as Songwriter of the Year. Now, you've heard from Gary earlier about how the group loves song, and Andre Crouch had an influence on him in the 70s. Gary also talked about another Christian musician that had an impact on him in the 1980s. You know, I would have to say that Mark Hurd definitely had an impact on me. Uh, just the depth of his writing was something I've always aspired to, you know. I always kind of called myself short in that area. You know, he was just so intense. And then the production stuff, he always had fun. And now, a song called Feeling Right from Gary's debut album that was definitely influenced by Mark Hurd's record entitled Stop the Dominoes that came out the same year. And later on, you'll hear a song from Gary's newest CD, The Truth, after a 10-year hiatus on Full Circle with Jerry Bryant.
Feeling Right, Gary Chapman on Full Circle. Now my next song from Gary, my featured artist, on this episode of Full Circle was inspired by Matthew chapter 6, verses 19 and 20, which read, Do not store up for yourself treasures on earth, where moths and vermin destroy, and where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourself treasures in heaven, where moths and vermin do not destroy, and where thieves do not break in and steal. Now, even though this was one of those songs that Gary wrote over 30 years ago, the message is timeless. It's still relevant today, and it's still remembered by fans and friends alike, as Gary shares with me here in this next interview segment. I'm going to say I wrote Treasure probably in uh, 78, 79. I don't know exactly, but somewhere in there. It was one of the early, early ones. That was just a verse that always lived in me, you know, and I wanted it to be true in me, to not lay up for yourselves treasures here, but to, to, but to you know, put them there where they will last. And nobody can break in and steal them. Uh, the interesting thing about that song, just from a musical perspective, is how many people over the years have begged me to show them how to play it. And it is so easy. It is so ridiculously easy. The minute I start doing it, they go, what? You're playing it there? Everybody inverts it down the neck, thinking that that's going to be where it happens. And it's almost impossible to play down there. But that song has, has really been special for me. I'm singing that at a, at a dear friend's funeral this Saturday. I got a friend that just passed away, and, and that was the one that, that, uh, that they wanted me to sing. Just can't miss it, think 
treasure. Gary Chapman. Full circle. This is Jerry Bryant. And if you've enjoyed this special episode of Full Circle, won't you tell your friends about the show? And also, I'd like to invite you to request to be a friend at Full Circle Jesus Music on my Facebook page. When you sign up to become a friend and like the show on Facebook or when you rate the show at the iTunes store, it gives others an alert that they might be missing out on something real good. And then maybe they'll check out classic Jesus music again or maybe for the first time. Now, to be honest, I'd really like to ask you to pray about financially supporting this show, either with a one-time gift or monthly, whatever the Lord leads. You can make the next episode possible by going to www.fullcirclejesusmusic.com. That's fullcirclejesusmusic.com. And you can give your donation by using the PayPal button. Or, of course, you can use snail mail. I really appreciate it. Thanks. As we come to the end of our time with Gary Chapman, I wanted to let you in on what Gary's been doing lately. While it was over a decade since his last studio album, he recently released a new album called The Truth. Now, this new project is probably one of the most transparent windows into his heart and soul throughout his entire career. And even if it doesn't match the past multi-platinum sales statistics, he simply hopes it will show the listeners his true self. During our interview together, Gary had the following closing statement about the new album, as well as where he's at both spiritually and emotionally today. The truth, uh, the title of this project, came about, I, I, couldn't, I couldn't think of another phrase that said it. The, the phrase, the truth, occurs uh, a few times throughout the project. If you listen for it, it's, it's in there. I am beyond pretense. I'm sure I've spent a piece of my life caring too much what somebody thought. And that could be trying to be too cool for someone in darkness, and that could be trying to appear to be too holy for someone I was trying to impress that was in the light. And they're equally stupid. These days, I, I don't struggle with that anymore. And that's one of the reasons I'm grateful for all of my public humiliation. I'm okay with it. What are you going to say about me that hasn't been said? What are you going to do to me that's going to hurt me? You can't. And because of that, uh, I have freedom. I have freedom. And, and the truth is where you find that. When you're able to look at yourself and be honest with who you are, then do your best to see yourself the way God sees you. Those things are both true, but they're so different most of the time. Uh, and then realizing the difference to try to shift your vision to his, it changes everything. Everything changes. And that truth has set me free. This road that I am traveling is steep and it is rough And I wonder every morning if I'll have strength enough To believe what I've been promised and trust that you are here To know that your sweet love will drive away the fear With 
Chapman with Freedom, a song from his new album called The Truth. If you'd like to check it out and find out more about what Gary's up to these days, you can go to his website at www.garychapmanmusic.com. That's garychapmanmusic.com. Thanks for listening. Until next time, keep your eyes on the sky and let your light shine. This is Jerry Bryant. Full Circle is recorded in the Jesus Solid Rock Studios in Nashville, Tennessee. Written by Russell Baum and engineered by Jeff Kane. Full Circle is a JSR production. This is Full Circle.